0: Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? For nearly 30 years, first of all, I want to talk to you about the subject, the grave robber, the grave robber. For nearly 30 years, the one who had crafted the universe with his voice crafted furniture with his hands. And he was good at what he did. No crooked table legs ever came from the carpenter's shop in Nazareth. But Jesus was more than a master carpenter. He was also God incognito. His miraculous power was ranked as history's best kept secret for nearly three decades. But all that changed the day water blushed in the face of the creator. That was the day the wood bender became the water bender. Jesus manipulated the molecular structure of water and turned it into wine. 757 bottles, no less, and nothing but the best. This wasn't just wine, it was fine wine. Uh, 34 distinct miracles are recorded in the Gospels, while countless more went unrecorded. John's Gospel spotlights seven miracles, unveiling seven dimensions of Jesus' miraculous power. In John chapter 2, the miracles begin with Jesus turning water into wine. In John chapter 4, Jesus heals a nobleman sung long distance revealing his lordship over latitude and longitude. Then in John chapter 5, he reveals his mastery over chronology uh, chronology, reversing 38 years of pain and suffering with one command. In John chapter 6, Jesus feeds 5,000 with five loaves and two fish in God's kingdom. Five plus two doesn't equal seven. His uncle was crip walking across the waves of the Sea of Galilee. In John chapter nine, there is no more there is more to the miracle than meets the eye. Jesus doesn't just heal a blind man's eyes, He hardwires a blind man's brain by creating the synaptic pathway between the optic nerve and the ver- visual cortex. And just when you think you've seen it all, the grave robber turns a tomb into a waiting room. Lazarus is four days dead when Jesus calls him out of the grave. That miracle foreshadowed his own death. Have you, Jesus did this miracle, and when he did the miracle, of raising Lazarus from the dead? Do you know that was the miracle that set it off? That was a miracle when they started having secret meetings about Jesus and and they began to meet and say, we got to get rid of him because he's done something too great. Have you ever done something and people got mad that you was able to do it? Have you ever got out of something somebody thought you would never get out of and they was upset? Well, that's what happened with Lazarus. They thought Jesus wasn't going to be able to heal him. They thought Jesus was slowing around, not wanting to go heal him because they saying he couldn't do it for four days he was there see back in the day if you was only dead three days they thought you would just sleep girl don't make no sense you just slept for three whole days yeah, it did not make any sense but 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 if you were three days they felt like the spirit was still hovering around you but the fourth day they knew you was dead the reason jesus allowed them to pierce his side so the water and the blood would come out because he knew he was going to only stay in the grave for three days so he wanted to make sure they understood that he was dead so when the water and blood came out they didn't need to wait around for four days to make sure that he was dead can you feel me so jesus called out lazarus and said lazarus come out the grave and i believe he. Called Lazarus name individually to make sure everybody in the graveyard didn't get up. Because you know God is so powerful that sometimes He calls your name individually to make sure He don't bless your haters that's around you too close. He makes sure He calls your name individually. He has called you by your own name. Oh, you don't hear what I'm talking about right now. Jesus has power. The seven miracles in John's Gospels are seven signs and each sign points straight to Jesus. So let me offer a word of caution. Don't seek miracles, seek Jesus. If you follow Jesus long enough and far enough, you'll eventually find yourself in the middle of some miracles. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. If you follow Jesus long enough and far enough, you will find yourself in the middle of miracles. Why? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Sorry, camera people. Sorry, LED screen people. I'm not hating on you, but I just got to use you for an example. On yesterday, a lot of stuff went wrong. The filming went wrong. And, 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 and certain videos in play that they was supposed to play. And certain videos, when I was introducing one person, they had a video of me and not that actual person. But I didn't even get mad. You know why? Because that's not really my passion. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I, so what? I lose money because you got the video wrong. But on Sunday morning, ooh, I'm coming at you hard. Why? Because when you mess up on Sunday morning, you lose a soul. Yeah, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You mess up on Saturday. You mess up at a real estate conference. I might not be able to sell a house. I don't care about a house as much as I care about a soul. You don't hear what I'm saying? But the thing about it, even though it wasn't as smooth as it should have been, because I seek the kingdom, God still allowed people to come register. God still allowed us to make money. Why? Because if you seek ye first the kingdom of God, it'll be added. You don't have to put effort to it. It'll be added to you. When you do what God tells you to do, it'll be added. Stop chasing that man. God will send you your husband. Stop stalking that woman. God will send you your wife. Stop trying to be crooked in the business. God will bless you. Oh, he, <laughs> he did it. See, the funny thing about it is, everyone wants a miracle. Right? But here's the catch. No one wants to be in a situation that uh, necessitates one. one. Uh, Of course you can't have one without the other. The prerequisite of a miracle is a problem. And the bigger the problem, the greater the potential miracle. That's why I don't care what my enemies come at me like a flood because I know God is about to bless me because he said I will bless you in the presence of your enemies. And, and, and the bigger the problem, the bigger the reward. See, see, it, 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 see, the prerequisite of a miracle is a problem, and the bigger the problem, the greater the potential miracle. If the wedding party in Cana hadn't, turned, hadn't run out of wine, there would have been no need for the winemaker to do what he did. What the bride and groom perceived as a problem was really a perfect opportunity for God to reveal his glory. And nothing has changed. Since Jesus turned water into wine, healed a man born blind, or walked out of the tomb three days after his crucifixion, he is the God who can make your impossible possible. When people tell you that it's something is impossible that you're trying to do, you tell them I'm possible. Oh, y'all you know don't I mean you better just put an apostrophe between the I and the M and space a little possible out the way and let them know nothing is impossible with God. God can, who began a good work in me shall Oh, y'all better watch out. One of the earliest movies that I saw uh, back in 1978, I don't think I actually saw it in 1978, I saw it in the the 80s, was Superman, the one starring Christopher Reeve. Y'all know his boo was Lois Lane, right? So in this movie, there was an earthquake going on and a big crevice opened up in the Nevada desert and, and Lois Lane fell in the crevice and she died. And because Superman couldn't get to it in time because uh, uh, he was busy trying to stop up the Hoover Dam with, with some bricks and some wood and some and, and some stones or whatever he had. He carrying all this stuff to, 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 to patch up the Hoover Dam and all of a sudden he finds out that Lois died. He gets Superman. Arr. <laughs> so then he starts flying on the, around the world at supersonic speeds to turn the world backwards in reverse time. Now, now this is scientifically suspect, right? But this is a movie, right? So, so and in fact, because the world spins at a thousand miles per hour, so it, even if Lois was saved, we would have had whiplash. You know? He would have messed us up. But he flew around the world and he saves Lois. It's a cool concept, makes no sense, but it's good for writing, right? Do you wish you could turn back the hands of time about some stuff that you messed up with? The problem is the arrow of time always goes this way. What's done is done. Some things in life are irreversible. You can't unbake cookies, uncut hair, undelete documents, or unrun red lights. These are some lessons I've learned the hard way. Some lessons are easily laugh off, after some embarrassment but some leave a hole in your heart like standing at the foot of a casket but if you've been on the receiving end of a divorce papers answered a frantic phone call in the middle of the night or gotten lab results from your doctor that affirmed your worst fears you know the feeling all too well it feels like your life is over but it isn't over until god says it's over See, when Jesus walked out the tomb, the word impossible was removed from our vocabulary. And his resurrection isn't something we celebrate one day out the year on Easter. It's something we celebrate every day in every way. So even though we can't reverse time, God can redeem the time. You don't hear what I'm saying. God can redeem the time. And when you mess up, you just got to remember that everything happens for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. He is the author and finisher of my faith he began a good work he gonna finish it so I know all I gotta do is worry about the in between time but I know I'm gonna mess up because I'm the one responsible for the in between time but God started it and God gonna finish it as long as I keep moving and faint not I will be successful tell your enemies oh you better let your enemies know that it don't matter how many times you bump your head you gonna get up and get Finish with whatever God has called you to do, it don't matter how many little battles you lose, you will win the war because God says, I know what I think towards you. Thoughts of your prosperity of an expected end. God says, I know you're going to win. Why does he know he wrote the story? The seventh miracle reveals the true identity, the full identity of Jesus, his He's not just a winemaker or a water walker. As impressive as those miracles are, he's the grave robber. And he says his boldest claim for last. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. It's that unique claim which sets Jesus apart and puts him in a category by himself, the Son of God. Christianity is not built on the foundation of philosophy or a code of ethics. The footer of our faith is one fundamental fact: the empty tomb. After cheating death by calling Lazarus out of the tomb, Jesus walked out of his tomb under his own power. That's the ultimate apologetic. There is no argument against it. And what's so bad about Jesus, when Jesus got about the grave, he made his bed. I'll make my bed and I'm alive, and if I wake up in a tomb, you best believe I ain't making the bed. (laughs) I lay down and die, and I get up in a tomb, and I can walk out? (laughs) You better call maid service. (laughs) But that's gangster. I I went to hell for three days to, you know, to get everybody straight to make sure y'all don't go to hell. Let me me make this bed up, make sure I got this tomb right. (laughs) That's power. The thing about it is he went to the cross and then said he had the unmitigated God to say, no man takes my life. And because I lay it down, I pick it back up again. If Jesus died for you, what you worried about? I know I said it later on in the sermon at 8 o'clock. I got to get out of the way early with y'all. You believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. And you shout and you go crazy. But when gas prices go up, you go crazy. When you get sick, you go crazy. When you lose your job, you go out your mind. But you believe this crazy story that Jesus died on the cross, stayed in the grave three days, and got up. But racism can hold you back. Uh, I am so baffled. You know what irritated me yesterday? Well, I taught on wealth and how to build money through investing your money and buying real estate. The worldly folk got the message, signed up, walked out and said, I'll see you next month because I'm going to do this. I'm about to start this. I'm about to do this. I'm about to sell my little like, see. Church folk talked to me 40 and 50 minutes after. Well, what should I do? I'm so scared. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if I can do this. The people of the world took the knowledge that I got out the word, had enough faith to run with it. Church folk walking in fear. Worldly folk don't even believe in Jesus. They don't believe he died and rose. That's a miracle. They don't believe he raised Lazarus from the dead. They don't believe that the Holy Spirit caused fire to come down and burn up the altar that was wood, that was soaked with water and made of stone when Elijah called it. They don't believe Jesus turned water into wine. They don't believe that when you die, you're going to be living again. How in the world do we believe all that and go crazy when something goes wrong? He said you're more than an overcomer. How in the world are you going to be more to overcome if you ain't got nothing to overcome? He said, "You're more than a conqueror." But any time something come against you, you go out your mind. Stop the presses. I'm more than a conqueror. We say it to him: more than a conqueror. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the linen and not the bar. His rod is there come. We say all these scriptures, but is it in our heart or just our head with rote memory? Because if it's in your heart, you wouldn't be. More fearful than worldly folk. I was embarrassed. I ain't gonna lie, I don't get embarrassed easy because I really don't care. Y'all didn't know I was embarrassed because it was happening behind the scenes. But I'm like, my church folk who've been going here for 10 years, hearing me talk about faith, more worried than a worldly person that done hurt me one time. You believe that Jesus died on the cross? You believe he rose? Yes. Write down all your problems. Put, I want you to write down on some paper that Jesus died on the cross, was in the grave three days, he rose again, and write down everything you're worried about and see how dumb you look. I ain't trying to be mean. But if he rose from the dead, what, if he conquered death, what could he not conquer? I don't even feel like preaching right now. I'm just irritated. I'm irritated that church folk believe this stuff, which is true. They believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, but go crazy when Satan come at them. I'm going to just change this whole sermon up. Look, this is the thing about Jesus. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall out of heaven like lightning. God threw him to the ground. You know, I remember back in the day, it used to be like, man, somebody come talk. to You'd be like, man, go handle my lightweight. Has someone ever tried you that was so little or so insignificant that you knew if you retaliated, you look worse than them? Some people wonder why in certain church comments I just stop talking and let other people fuss. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, they ain't got no power like me. I look crazy fussing with these folks. No, I, I just finally got to the point, why am I fussing? You understand? Why? But God cast Satan down. But you know what he said? I'm going to make man a little bit lower than the angels. I'm going to endow him with my Holy Spirit and he's going to beat you down. I ain't got enough time to be dealing with you Satan. I'm going to anoint my men and women of God and they're going to crush your head. Oh, you anyway, let me go out of here. Let me go. They asked, I got to get this. Uh, that was an interview with Rolling Stone Magazine. With Rolling Stone Magazine, YouTube frontman Bono was asked his opinion on Jesus With this question. Christ has ranked, Christ has his rank among the world's greatest thinkers, but Son of God, isn't that far fetched? The lead singer of U2 and Global Crusader Against Poverty, Bono, said, No, it's not far fetched to me. Look, the secular response to the Christ story always goes like this He was a great prophet who had a little to who had a lot to say along the lines of other great prophets, be it Elijah, Muhammad, Buddha, or Confucius, but actually Christ doesn't allow you to do that. He doesn't let you off the hook. Christ says, no, I'm not saying I'm a teacher. Don't call me a teacher. I'm not saying I'm a prophet. Don't call me a prophet. I'm saying I'm the Messiah. I'm saying I am God incarnate. And the people say, no, no, please just be a prophet, a prophet we can take. So what you're left with is either Christ was who he said he was the Messiah or a complete nutcase. Right? While most people have no issue accepting Jesus as a compassionate healer or wise teacher or even a religious prophet, that isn't who he alleged to be. He claimed to be the son of God. And as C.S. Lewis famously observed, Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or in fact who he claimed to be, Lord. There is no middle ground. Either Jesus is Lord of all or he isn't Lord at all. So which is it? That one decision will determine your eternal destiny. It will also make the impossible possible he'll make the impossible possible if you believe do you believe when you die you are gonna go to heaven and be born and, and, and live forever you believe that? so why are you worried about if a Republican or a Democrat in office I mean yeah you should go vote but if Jesus raised from the dead and you know you You conquer death? You know you're going to conquer death. Huh? Why you can't conquer poverty? You know you can conquer death. I don't understand. I I am really confused, man. All them out there saying it, right? Everybody out there believing. But some folk not walking in the anointing God ordained in the walk-in. You believe that Jesus died on the cross and was born and and, and lived again, and you're going to live again But you think your skin color can hold you back. Now, there's some obstacles out there. Now, here's a video game out there for the Negroes. <laughs> but if you're more than overcome overcomer, I don't know, man. I, 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 I believe I said stop preaching, because now I'm just confused. Every time the preacher get up and say, mm, Jesus got on the cross on Calvary. <laughs> walked up the way of Via Dolorosa. They put nail in his hands. Mm-hmm. They hung him high and stressed him wide. Ah, when they put him up on the cross and they took him down, they put him in the grave. He stayed in the grave all day Friday. Ah, and all night Friday. And all day Saturday. And all night Saturday. But early, on Sunday morning. And he got up with all power in his hand. And I don't have a problem with all that. But when he got up with all power, you need to keep on hooping and let me know that after he got up with all power, he endowed me with that same power. He gave me the paraclete. He gave me the comforter. He gave me the advocate. He gave me the helper in the form of the Holy Ghost. And I can do all things, not some things not most things, but all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know Jesus got up and then make it happen. Y'all went crazy. I was playing around and y'all still was jumping up. But if you leave the same Holy Ghost power that hovered over the waters the first six days that God made the earth, if you know that the Holy Spirit separated the land from the sea and the sky from the ground, you know the Holy Spirit is the one that holds the earth on the axis. as It speeds around the centrifugal force of 18 and a half miles per every two seconds. You know that he does all this. You know that the Holy Spirit blew life into you. You know the Holy Spirit called Elijah to outrun the chariot. You know the Holy Spirit kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from getting burned up. You know the Holy Spirit gave Samson his strength, and he was able to push down the temple of the, of the Pharisee. You know that it gave the anointing to David, and he was able to kill Goliath with a sling and a rock. You know the Holy Spirit anointed uh, anointed Ezekiel, and he spoke to the dry bones. Calls the dry bone, but you forget that greater is he who is in you. And he is in the world. That same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and you walk in. <laughs> See, you know what the problem is? Problem is, this crystal. Problem is this. People think that humility means you walking around like this. Yes, sir. Oh yes, ma'am. I'm so happy you gave me this job. I sure is happy. That ain't humility. That ain't what the, that ain't what it means in the Greek. Humility, humble in the Greek, means to be submitted to God. Which means you're humble enough to know it is not your power, it is not your might, it's not your power, but it's his spirit, says the Lord. That's humility. Humility. You can still walk in boldness because you know. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? His rod and his staff shall conquer. Shall cover me. His spirit said, "I'll be blessing the valley and blessing the field." I ain't satisfied if I ain't blessed. Again, money ain't what rule me, but I do know he going to give me money because prosperity in the Greek means lacking nothing. And he died so that I may have life more abundantly. He didn't come for me to worry about the new heaven and and, and the new earth. He let he want me to be blessed down here right now, too. I don't want to just go to heaven. I want to have heaven on earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know my mansion going to be bigger in, in, in heaven, but I still want one down here. I know I'm going to be blessed and walking on the streets of gold and heaven, but I want some blessings down here. And my Jesus died. And oh, so that I may have life more abundantly. He came to give me a good measure of blessing. Press down, shaking together and running over. Can I give you, can I tell you something? When you go to Cold Stones or or when you go to Ben and Jerry's or when you go to somebody to give you ice cream cone practice there. Because I hate when they just put the scoop on top. No, no. That ain't how God told you to give me this ice cream cone. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, no, no. You just put the scoop on top. If it wasn't nothing meant to go in the midst of the cone, then you shouldn't have made the cone hollow. (laughs) You should have just made the cone covered. But, 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 But since, come on, somebody, but since it's a cone, I need you to give me a good measure blessing. Press down. Shaking together and running over, and that's what God does in your life. It's some cracks and some crevices and some blank spots in your life, but the Holy Spirit gets down deep in your life and fills those voids. He may not turn the hands of time back like Superman, but He will redeem the time. Practice that. If you can't tell Cold Stone to give you an ice cream cone, you ain't the right way. You ain't ready to be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a good measure, blessing. Press down. Shaking together and running over. Jesus came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly. They say, never say never. I'll never be broke. I would have been broke before. But I'll never be broke again because he came to give me life more abundantly. And I seek You first, the kingdom of God. Ask my camera for ain't for the dim yesterday at all. <laughs> they thought I changed. I ain't changed. It's just one Sunday. <laughs> wow, pastor's been delivered. He's nice now. He ain't. You just messed up on the right day. <laughs> Don't mess up on the day I'm trying to save souls. <laughs> something wrong with me, man. I know he is. Just work on doing your job right. After asserting his identity as the resurrection and the life, Jesus popped a point-blank question that punctuated Martha's life. Do you believe this? That's what he said. I'm, I'm, I'm the resurrection of the life. Do you believe this? Remember, Lazarus hadn't walked out the grave yet. He asked this before. Can I tell you something about God? God don't want any more Moses faith. Not saying Moses had no faith. Moses people faith. Moses generation faith. See, Moses generation faith was the Red Sea parted, then they walked. He wants some Joshua and Joshua faith. He wants you to step in the water before he moves it. Remember the boy that had the epileptic seizures in Mark chapter 9? Uh, Jesus said, uh, The man said, Help my, help my son. And, and Jesus said, All things are possible to him that believes. If you believe, I'll do it. Jesus is saying, no more, it's time out for me proving to you who I am before I do something I, But after I do something I need you to know who I am before I do it you know the problem with church folk you shout after you get the blessing and it really ain't the biggest blessing that you could have got you need to learn how to shout before the doors open you need to learn how to shout before you get the healing you gotta learn how to shout before you get the breakthrough and when you learn how to do that you're telling Jesus, I know you're the resurrection, the truth, and the life. You're telling him, before you do it, I already know it's done. Don't you be tipped up to that water. Ooh, You know, like when you get in the pool, whoo, scared of that blessing. No. Step in that water. Step in that circumstance. Step in that situation. Step in that job. Step in that business. Step in that investment. Step in it. And watch God bless you. Martha said yes. One little yes can change your life. One little yes can change your eternity. The litmus test is the same now as it was then. The only question on God's final exam is do you believe this? It's not multiple choice. It's true or false. And it's the most important question you'll ever answer. That one decision will determine your eternal destiny. The good news is that it's an open book exam. And God reveals the right answer in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. He says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the axis around which our faith revolves. When Jesus rose from the dead, he radically redefined reality. The resurrection is the history changer, the game changer. But the trick is learning to live as if Jesus was crucified yesterday, rose from the dead today, and is coming back tomorrow, which means live every day like it may be your last because you don't know truly when your last day is. Somebody 35 may think they way younger than somebody that's 80, but if they're going to die tomorrow, they're really older than the 80-year-old. You never know your day. That's why some people can't handle me around church. They can't stomach me because every day I'm trying to do work because I may not be here tomorrow. You counting it like you're going to be living tomorrow. You don't know your day. I'm not trying to scare you, but God said that in an instant you will be dancing to eternity. You don't never know when your day is. You don't know when your day will come. Live every day like it's your last. He died for you, live for him. I don't care when church folk ain't stomach me. That's why some people left. When you walk around me and you ain't ready, you're going to be just like Willie Beamer. You're going to throw up every time you come around me. Because I ain't here to play no games. I'm here, to, I'm here to get in the midst of the battle every day of my life because I know that he said the, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. You ain't got time to be fighting with church folk. You got too many folk to be saved. See, if you really start doing kingdom stuff, you'll stop arguing with folk. Like, fucking get mad at me. <laughs> people be fussing with me. It, it, sometimes even my employee, oh, you don't even care. It ain't that I don't care. I ain't got time to deal with your foolishness. Yeah. I got these people to talk to. I got these people to say. Somebody else done died. Somebody did this. I got too much stuff to do to, to deal with insecure foolishness. Right. Right. But if you need somebody to deal with your foolishness, that's Reverend Walden's job. <laughs> no, nah, he, he meaner than me, but I, it don't matter if he snap on you because it ain't the pastor. Y'all don't have y'all feeling hurt as long when he do it. <laughs> I say so, they, be, they feel it be hurt forever. Remember back in 1995 when pastor said to me, the Lord said before I died, I got to forgive you, pastor. <laughs> You said my lace front was messed up back then and I was so sad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, re- the resurrection <laughs> isn't something we celebrate once a year. It's something we celebrate every day in every way. The resurrection of dead bodies is nothing short of miraculous and the rematerialization of dead bodies when Jesus returned is going to be must see TV. But the resurrection miracles don't stop there. God raises dreams from the dead. God raises relationships from the dead. God raises your bank account from the dead. God raises your body from the dead. God raises your attitude from the dead. God raise your vision from the dead. God raise your children's grades from the dead. God raise your opportunities from the dead. The same Holy Spirit that took him out the grave will rebirth your vision. No, you can't turn back time like Superman, but you can repent and get in the face of God and let him know I believe that you're going to give me a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaking together and running over. I believe I'm going to be the lender and not the barber, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I believe that you began a good work in me and you shall finish it. I believe all of your word, God. I'm going to walk in it. Ooh. No matter what part of your personality has died at the hands of sin, suffering, or Satan himself, the grave robber came to give your life back. No one had laughed or smiled since the crucifixion. When Jesus walked out the tomb, no one could stop laughing and smiling. The grave robber steals back what the enemy has stolen. Let me stop saying steal back. He take back. You know, what's his name? What's the dude name? The Juice. OJ Simpson went to jail but stealing his stuff back. How he gonna go to jail but stealing his stuff back that somebody else stole? If somebody steal my land robe and I go get it, I'm gonna be another tizzy because the police better have their vest on. They're trying to take me to jail for stealing back what's mine. <laughs> he was a good pastor. <laughs> Principle of the matter. <laughs> You gonna take my stuff and I get arrested for taking my stuff back? The devil is alive. So Satan took your blessings. Word of caution for the crazy women. If he married somebody else, he's not your man. <laughs> Let me get back, cause you know folks will be like, the devil did take him. <laughs> 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 Oh God <laughs> but, <laughs> I had to say, I can feel this, this uh, you gotta, If you got a ring, it ain't it ain't yours.' Right? a disclaimer. Now let me get back to talking to the normal people. All right, normal people. I'm back. <laughs> if the devil takes something for you, you better go take it back. The problem is, we play defense so much. And that's why the church gets infiltrated by Satan. The Bible doesn't say we play defense. The Bible says we're supposed to kick in the gates of hell. We're supposed to be walking in school systems, walking in government, walking in politics, walking in singing, walking in education. We're supposed to be taking territory from the devil that he stole from us. Take back the internet, church. Stop acting like Facebook the devil. Facebook not the devil. The devil can only kill, steal, and destroy. He can't create nothing, but he steals it because church folk scared to take territory. Let me get out of here. When Jesus died on the cross, Satan smirked, but the grave robber got the last laugh. He always does. And if you give him a chance, He'll give you a second chance. Let me talk to the people that's like me. He'll give you a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth a fifth chance, a sixth chance. I know that the song writer says he's a God of a second chance, but if he was just a God of a second chance, I wouldn't be in his pool pit right now. I'd be somewhere else. I'd be in glory somewhere. Hopefully I would and I'd be in heaven, but who knows? I could have been somewhere else. If he would have took me out, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God will redeem the time. God will protect you and let you walk through your Egypt, your Egypt scenario. Let you walk through your sinful life and take you out of your misery and make it your ministry. He won't turn back the hands of time but he will redeem it. Jesus, He will give you your smile back. He'll give you your laugh back. He'll give you your life back. He'll give you your money back. He'll give you your happiness back. He'll give you your joy back. He'll give you your children back. Come on somebody. He'll give you your opportunity back. He'll give you your career back. He'll give you your education back. He'll give you your houses back. He'll give you your cars back. He'll give you your dignity back. He'll give you your right mind back. But do you believe it? I know you're shouting, but do you believe what I'm saying? Because you can shout all day in church and still walk out here broke, busted, and disgusted because your mind does not change tired of y'all coming here, shouting with your nice suits on and, and get out of here and still live the same defeated life. I'm irritated. Next time I have a worldly a a, a marketplace event, my church folk better have more faith than the worldly folk. How dare you let somebody glean from me more than you? I mean, it used to irritate me when I go to other churches and they just feed and feed. But you know, we had a lot of crazy folk in the church then. But you ain't got no excuse now. How other people glean from me. But see, that's the funny thing with Jesus. Jesus had just healed people on the other side of the Galilee, on the other side of of the Galilee River, right? He had just healed them. I rode that boat in Israel, it didn't take but seven minutes. So he was across the water where people didn't know him seven, eight minutes away. Now, if you walk, it's going to take an hour. But if you're on a boat, it's seven, eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes. I don't know. It ain't far. One side of the water was healed, but then he went to the other side, and he couldn't do many miracles, and it was Jesus. And he marveled at their unbelief. I don't want to marvel at your unbelief another day. I don't want to marvel at your unbelief, not another sermon. I don't want to marvel at your unbelief, not another event. I know I sound like I'm fussing, and maybe I kind of am. (laughs) But I need you to get this. If Jesus, if the Holy Spirit that's in you is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, The same spirit that kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego safe, The same spirit that had David kill Goliath with a rock and a sling. The same Holy Spirit that parted the Red Sea and the Jordan River. The same Holy Spirit that brought ten plagues to Egypt. The same Holy Spirit that impregnated Mary as a virgin. The same Holy Spirit that created the world that's in you, but you walk in here with a defeated mindset. Write down, Jesus died on the cross. I know I said it before. He stayed in the grave three days. He rose up on the third day, conquered death, and write down all your problems, and see how silly they look. He's bigger than your problems. If he can conquer death, he can conquer all your situations. Stop making excuses. I want no more worldly people more blessed than my folk. I want them to be blessed too because I want God to bring them into the kingdom. But my goodness, y'all ain't going to, I'm just be quiet. Let me talk to the people. Sorry, unsaved people who listen to me right now. I've been opening up the doors of the church and I'm fussing my people enough. But if you want to walk in this power that I'm talking about, if you want to walk in this endowed Anointing that you know you will never lose. You will never lose. You will never lose. Never. You might not win a battle, but you won't lose the war.